Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. A quick out-of-cycle update based on interactions I'm having as of right now with people who clearly don't understand. And listen, I'm not going to fault people who are willfully ignorant for being willfully ignorant, but I'm looking for adults, honestly, to respect and understand what they don't know. And I see this as a problem with a lot of the cryptocurrency community that simply doesn't accept that they don't know things. And so because they don't know and they don't get it, they'll attack. It's almost like the, you know, the hurt wounded animal in the corner and they'll just attack, not understanding somebody's trying to help them. This I describe as toxicity. The toxicity is getting to a fever pitch in almost every crypto community. And it's a pattern. You can watch it happen. A token will start out at the entry level and it has very excited, very motivated, very energized people behind it. And they're, they're gung-ho about the success of this thing and they'll do everything they can to see the success of the project and they'll work really hard to make this thing work. And over time, as this project grows in popularity and it starts to get some traction, then we'll start seeing that there's a group of people, and I argue it's a singular group of people by and large, that invade because they see an opportunity to make a quick buck. And that's the only reason that they are this way is that they're there to make a quick buck. I've said it before to different people. There's one reason that you invest in anything and that's to make money, period. Your motivation for why you pull the trigger might be supplanted by the project and the foundation and the fundamentals and you believe in what they're doing and you have strong confidence in the, the backing of the people, the developers, all of that might supplant the urge for a quick buck. But at the end of the day, the reason that you do the thing is to make money. Nobody would invest. I said it. Nobody would invest money if they knew they were going to lose it. This is not talking about buying the dip. It's a different thing. If you knew that a project was on a steep drop down to zero, you wouldn't buy into that. You wouldn't. Because it's losing money. It's essentially losing money for no reason. If you were losing money for a reason, which is that you know it's a temporary dip, that's a different thing than just the idea that I'm going to invest in anything that I see is at a loss, straight out because it's at a loss. It's illogical. You know it's illogical. So we know that the goals of some of these people that are toxic in these communities is to make money. And we're not faulting that they're trying to make money and we're not criticizing that they are trying to profit from the investment and they believe they should get a return on those investments. All of that is fundamental one-on-one and we support it. Where it starts to deviate and become a problem is where you blatantly ignore certain fundamental things where people are trying to help you in a long-term diverse portfolio strategy as opposed to a quick fix, pull the trigger, quote-unquote pump and dump dash and grab, which is what a lot of these people are doing. It's blatantly obvious that's what they're doing. So what you'll see as the evidence of this happening is, here's what's recently going on. You have in crypto the concept of staking your tokens or coins. What people don't understand about staking is that staking actually supports the robustness of a project. It helps the project. We should do staking anytime we get an opportunity to do it. Is it easier to do it in an exchange versus a wallet? Yes, because the exchange, as I said before, you don't truly own those tokens. Technically, the custodian 
owns the tokens and can take them from you if they choose to. So yes, it's easier to do it there as a, as, as per their terms and conditions, they're giving you access to the ability to generate interest and get tokens back for the benefit of staking. Also, the exchange does not charge you gas fees because it's an exchange. They're doing a buy sell. They're not having to mine the tokens. They're not having to go and acquire the tokens from other miners. They already have a stock that's being bought and sold of the tokens. So they're able to get away with that. When you're in a wallet, it's a whole different ball game. I covered this on a previous episode about wallets versus exchanges. And it's never been more true that people simply don't understand the key critical difference between a wallet and an exchange. I bottom lined it. If you are in a wallet, you own those tokens. They are yours. They are specifically yours and nobody can take them as long as you don't lose your keys. And I talked about keys and wallets in a different podcast episode. When you're in an exchange, they can be blocked. You can be with, you can be, they can be withheld from you. You can be blocked from being able to withdraw or transact. We saw this with Robinhood. We saw this with GameStop and Robinhood and the other exchanges on the stock side. Crypto is no different. They have the right to do it. I challenge you to go and read your terms and conditions for once in your life and understand if they want to block you from access to, quote, your cryptocurrency, they can, and they don't need a reason to do it, and they are not obligated to release it. This is the risk of leaving it in an exchange. On the wallet side, you have total ownership as long as you do not release access to your keys and your wallets. However, Because it's decentralized, and this is all decentralized finance 101, that means that you are not connected to any exchange when you're in a wallet. You are having to transfer through blockchain from one wallet to another. In order for that to happen, a worker, a miner, has to do the work to make that transaction happen. They have to be compensated in order to incentivize them to do it. If you don't incentivize them, the miners are not going to do it. That's what makes the whole thing work. That means that if you're in a wallet and you need to send your crypto anywhere else outside of the wallet, you're going to get nailed with gas fees if it's an Ethereum-based token. I know that people are frustrated about the gas fees being sky high, and that's because of NFT minting. There's other reasons, but the point is NFT is what really spiked it. My point to people is simply, we have to live with it. Whining about it doesn't change it. And ultimately, the gas fee should not be used as an excuse not to do certain core fundamental things that make the whole system stable and reliable. And one of those is staking of crypto. I'm not talking about the pseudo staking that your exchange gives you for interest. I'm talking about true staking. In, a, in an exchange such as a Uniswap or a One Inch or a Shiba Swap or a Pancake Swap or whatever, that actually adds strength and reliability to the token. If we don't do that, we're going to have fragile a fragile system and it's going to be problems for everybody down the road because you're increasing the risk of dumps and so on. So when I advocate that you should stake your tokens, if you have the opportunity to, where there's a benefit to doing it, And in the case of, say, Ryoshi Vision, which I just covered, that benefit is a free benefit given to you for no cost. Yes, you do have to pay gas fees to get the ship in there, but it's a one-time expense. We're talking a one-time payment of gas fees to stake 
SHIB into ShibaSwap, which helps SHIB's reliability anyway. And oh, by the way, you get free bone. You get free wrapped Ethereum. You get free Ryoshi's vision in exchange for this. The toxic community looks at it as, well, I don't make back my $100 of gas. They, 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 is not fundamental thought process. That's reactive. All you care about is the sticker shock of a thing. And that's the downside of the gas issue that we've had is that now people only focus on that as the biggest barrier to entry. Is it a barrier? Absolutely. My point only is that if you're in a wallet, that barrier existed no matter what. It had nothing to do with staking. It had nothing to do with the swaps. It had nothing to do with rewards. That gas fee is there anyway. If you want to pay someone else, you're going to get nailed with the gas fee. If you wanted to buy a different token, you're going to get nailed with the gas fee, likely three times what this would ask. And then they're exaggerating the amount of gas necessary to do it because they don't understand. And I'll cover this on a different update. Gas fees tend to fluctuate as the day goes by. Predominantly, the vast majority of gas spikes happen during the business day because they're happening in other time zones where those people are burning and they're actively burning before they go to bed. And then by the time we get to the early morning, like 1 a.m., midnight, you're seeing the gas fee is really not that much. So now you can play the game of timing when you do these things to minimize the gas fees. Nobody is, they're so invested in pushing back and fighting and yelling and complaining and screaming about the gas fees. Nobody's stopping to say, help me understand how I can minimize it because I support what you're saying as far as signing on and buying into the swaps and staking my crypto to support the project because I want it to succeed. And I want it to be a long-term benefit, not a short pump and dump situation. So I agree that we should do these things for the stability and the growth of the project. Help me do that in a way that works within my budget. And I'll close this with the concept of budget and toxicity. The toxic folks don't think budget. The toxic folks think sticker shock. It's I don't want to pay X amount of gas fees to do that because in my mind, there's no reason to do it even when they're giving free tokens to people that are skyrocketing in value, they still don't want to do it, which tells you that they're not taking budget into consideration. What's called dollar cost average, the idea that an investment, that's why it's called an investment. An investment is nothing more than spending money for a return of X length of period of time. It doesn't mean that, okay, if I want to spend $100, I want $100 back. Ding, ding, ding. That's unrealistic. In any investment, I don't care who you talk to. It's a joke. But that's how the toxicity community is perceiving it, is if I won't do it, I better get $100 back. Ding, ding. No, it should be. It's an investment. I'm investing in the stability of the platform. I see that it gives me rewards. I'm going to do the calculation for how long it takes for me to recoup my investment knowing that I only need to stake one time. Now, the flip of this is to obtain those rewards, either it's an airdrop, which we don't have to do anything for, but it's risky, or it's you have to claim it from the stake. The claim is more common. The claim will require gas fees of you, 
but the gas fee is really not that unreasonable. Again, you play the game of when you claim those rewards. You just don't, they'll jump in there at 11 o'clock in the morning when gas fees are at an all-time high and then they'll complain instead of trying to understand that you just went at the wrong time. Learn when the gas fee goes up and down and then find the right time to where the gas fee is not unreasonable and you can claim them for a very reasonable amount of money. It's not that big of a deal. At the worst case, consider this. If I've got my SHIB in a wallet, first of all, I'm going to get nailed with a gas fee when I do anything with it. If you were going to cash that SHIB out, you're going to get hit with a gas fee because you're going to have to send it to an exchange to get fiat out of it. If you didn't send it to Coinbase, you're probably going to, have to send it to a stable coin so that its volume doesn't fluctuate significant. And as I covered on another update, stable coins tend to have higher gas fees than anything else. You're still getting ripped off. You just not are you're not caring about those because you were motivated to do it because you're trying to get cash out. So your perspective is skewed. All you focused on is I'm getting money out, so I don't care how much it costs. I want that ten thousand dollars. Instead of it's everything is an investment. It's all an investment, no matter what it is. And yes, gas fees are part of the investment. And I have to think of it in the broader spectrum of my budget and what I can afford and stop worrying about the fact that I have to pay it. It's annoying, but I should stop worrying about the fact that I have to pay it and start getting educated as to how I minimize how much I have to pay to do it. That's where we have the separation between the true community of cryptocurrency and the toxic community of cryptocurrency and the toxic community that is unfortunately invaded every single community when it starts to get popular. That side is the reason that in the Outside of the bubble, in the mainstream, cryptocurrency is and will be perceived as scams left and right because they're giving that perspective. They're not coming to reality and understanding what they really have and trying to improve the projects and trying to make them solid investments.